Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Let's chat about gut health. So episode 68, I want to chat briefly about probiotics, but basically about why we love friendly bacteria in your gut. So A lot of you know that I'm passionate about prebiotics in the diet, so I shared in the free Facebook group uh, Gut Health Solutions. Uh, There's some downloadable content in there for you about how to feed your gut microbiome, what food feeds what bacterial strains. And I reckon this is super interesting if you've done a GI map or some form of stool testing where you actually know what bacteria in your gut and how we can be feeding those particular strains that you're low in. So jump into the Facebook group, have a squeeze. If you haven't run a stool test and you're like, "Mm, it's about time I did to find out what's actually going in my gut and if what is growing in my gut is causing my symptoms, then flick me a DM on Instagram or book a free 15 minute health chat from my website um, and start thinking about how you can get to the root cause of what's going on with your symptoms. Uh, So, Today, let's chat about building your microbiome. So your gut microbiome begins as soon as you're born. So from the milk you drank to the toys you put in your mouth, the dirt you ate, the pet food you ate, these friendly microbes come from all over the place, okay? They come from daycare, they come from other kids, they come from school. Uh, You really do build your microbiome in those early stages. And especially when you are born, you get your mother's dose of bacteria as well, which is why when we have C-section babies, I actually notice the difference in their GI map because their diversity of gut flora or their diversity in the microbiome is often quite different. So it's also why toddlers can't digest certain foods because they're still building their colony of bacteria, okay? And some of your immunity comes from your mother through that skin contact or through breastfeeding as well. So... If you don't have the good bacteria in your gut, it's really hard to break down food and you wouldn't be able to eat many of your favorite foods. So what actually is your gut flora? So your microbiome is all the good microbes present in your gut. So they do help you break down food. They do provide immunity. um, And we know that over a thousand species of bacteria have been identified in the gut. So there is trillions of microbes in there and there's also thousands of species. So when you see your GI map or your GI 360 or some of that reporting, you'll see that there's different families. Um, So for example, there's the Bacteroides family. And then within the Bacteroides, there's a whole heap of different species as well. So there's the Firmicutes as a family. And within the Firmicutes family, there's a heap of different species. So a lot are shown on the um, GR360 on the testing, but obviously not everything is on there. 
basically what happens when I look at that reporting is I can see what you're eating a lot of and what you're not getting enough of. So if you only eat certain types of food, we eventually become over-colonized with those types of bacteria. For example, a lot of simple sugars, then you'll see a lot more of your clostridium type bacteria. If you eat a lot of protein and fat, we tend to see a lot more bacteroides. If you eat a lot of those complex uh, fibrous foods, like your high FODMAP foods, we see a lot more of the bacteria that break down those complex starches. So basically, <laughs> you are what you eat. Uh, you also build immunity through exposure from the environment. So we can throw this, this balance of bacteria out of whack, so from stress, like I said, from dietary changes, um, but also things like antibiotics, birth control, medications, okay? So we know that these can, especially antibiotics, kill the bad bacteria. That's what they're there for. That's why you're taking them. But because they're often broad spectrum, they kill out a large portion of your good bacteria along with the bad. So I had a client the other day and she was taking antibiotics and then she's like, oh, what probiotics can I take with it? And not that long ago, I chatted about spore-based probiotics as opposed to bacteria-based ones. Uh, might be on my Instagram, flick me a message if you wanna know more, but that's the mega spore um, probiotic and she took that alongside and after her antibiotics and notice a massive difference in not getting thrush, not getting diarrhea, and not noticing those huge bloating um, and pains that she would often get after antibiotics, which is quite interesting. But then the like the downside was she had to stop for a couple of weeks because we wanted to do another stool test and you can't take um, antibiotics or probiotics within a couple of weeks of your stool testing. So. When it comes to bacteria and health, it's often a numbers game. So you need enough of the good guys to outnumber and outcomplete the bad bacteria or the more opportunistic bacteria because there's a number of bacteria that can reside in your gut and that's not a bad thing unless that balance gets out of whack and we're all about finding that balance in the microbiome or unless it's SIBO. So if it's bacteria in your small intestine that shouldn't be there <laughs> that should be sterile okay so that can cause issues as well so then people ask what are probiotics the answer so probiotics are live microorganisms so they're often added to food um, and can be beneficial in saying that we see that often in yogurt or dairy products but look for actual strains because something like your chobani yogurt that just might say live cultures but not give specifics, I wouldn't be trusting to, um, to heal your gut in a sense. I would be going a little bit deeper and being like, well, I actually need to know what strains are in there. So don't rely on that. There are plenty of other yogurts that give you specific strains. You can then correlate them with your GI testing and see what you need or what cheeses or things can help to rebalance that out. Um, we know that probiotics can improve the healthy gut and assist in digestion, but they don't actually colonize the gut. So it's different in the fact that they're transitional. So they move through your gut having healing benefits. And if my gut's been unhappy or I've been feeling a little bit constipated or a bit bloated and I add um, a couple strains of the specific IBS uh, bacteria into my gut, I do notice a difference. So 
Some of the health benefits we see from them are assisting in digestion, producing vitamins like vitamin K and vitamin B. So if you're low in those, it might be worth thinking about your gut microbiome um, or SIBO because if you've got bacteria in your small intestine, you're not absorbing them either. Um, it can change that intestinal transit time. So if you have a really slow transit time, you feel like it takes a long time for your stool to move through and you feel really sluggish, it can change that. Or if you have diarrhea, it can help slow that down. Uh, it can help reduce inflammation, um, protect against some of these foodborne illnesses, support lactose digestion as well, um, and also urinary or vaginal health, especially your lactobacillus species. If you struggle with thrush or UTIs, they can be super helpful as well. There has also been links between probiotics and immunity. So they can help um, in increasing an immune response to specific antigens or foreign invaders. So your body basically can get trained and fight um, off these pathogens and things. We also know basically that probiotics are known to produce organic acids in the intestine. So these lower your pH and produce bacterial cidal or bacterio, I'm going to say it wrong, static, so growth preventing effects. So they're basically, they, these pathogenetic bacteria that you don't want in there are sensitive to acid and die in response to this kind of environment. So we really um, can see that they can help sort of regulate what pathogens will grow in your gut. The other side of things is when we speak about leaky gut, we know that pathogens invade the intestines by entering through those tight junctions in the intestinal wall. So when those loosen, more pathogens can come in. Um, and I chat about this in the nutritional strategies for IBS course, also in the um, $7 gut hormone webinar. So that might be really helpful for you to go and have a squeeze out and start to understand how this is affecting your immunity and how this is affecting your hormones as well. Um, so we know that some um, research probiotic bacteria may also help close these junctions or these, um, these leaky cell walls and prevent this invasion um, and inflammation in the gut. But we can't talk about probiotics without touching on prebiotics. So prebiotics are types of fiber, such as um, especially your high FODMAPs foods. Um, maybe listen to a podcast episode on that, some of the early ones. But your galacto-oligosaturides, your fructo-oligosaturides, your oligofructose, your chicory fiber, your inulin. Um, a real common one that I give my clients is called PHGG because it's quite well tolerated in most people and especially if you have SIBO as well. So adding in prebiotics, especially if you can't handle the food strains yet because food is quite diverse, especially jump in the Gut Health Solutions Facebook page and have a look at some of that prebiotic information I've popped up there. But you can see there's so many different foods that you're probably not tolerating or eating, which can be really important in helping that um, gut microbiome. So then we start to think about, well, when I'm thinking about probiotics, are more cultures better? Is a higher CFU better? So colony forming unit, why are there different cultures? 
So more isn't necessarily better. Generally, 100 million to 50 billion is a good target to look for, but it's not always about more strains as well. It's what strain do you need, okay? So think about that and start to research into what strain you need. There is information on this in my Nutritional Strategies for IBS course as to what strains might be helpful um, based on your symptoms or what you struggle with. Or, of course, if you've done stool testing, you'll know a lot more specifically on how to help that microbiome. Uh, so I hope that was helpful. So we really do love that good bacteria in our gut, okay? It has a lot of good health benefits, especially when it comes to um, digesting food, inflammation in the gut, keeping away pathogens, um, healing your quote-unquote IBS, um, supporting those hormones, all those things. We really need a nice, diverse microbiome. If you have any questions, please find me on Instagram, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. Post questions in my free Facebook group. I go live once a week answering your questions in there. So if you pop them in there, they will get answered. Um, otherwise, if you like, I really need to jump in deeper and get to the root cause. Please book a free 15 minute health chat through my website or the link in my bio on Instagram. And I would love to chat to you in person and see your pretty face. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Music.